0: Father's Day is just around the corner. Lovers Lane is offering a Father's Day weekend sale in-store and online from June 17th to June 19th at any Lovers Lane location or at loverslane.com. More romance, romance. more intimacy, mm-hmm. more mm-hmm. mm-hmm. down. Lovers yes. Lane. Lane. Lovers Lane. Hello and welcome to the Intimacy Advisor Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah TomTom, and we are still celebrating Pride Month over here. I promised you an episode on strap-on play, and I'm gonna give it to you. I love strap-on sex. It is a kind of play that I think has so much potential to be really hot and folks let the gear kind of get in their way sometimes. I'm going to try to break down some of the essentials of picking your gear and then some really hot ideas for expanding your strap-on adventures. Strap-on play f- Feels good for both partners. It gives you the opportunity to engage in some role play, inverting of gender dynamics or power structures. It allows you to last longer. It gives you size options. It is just really fun for anyone who enjoys penetrative play. And, you know, I started working in sex shops oh gosh, 2007. And I remember thinking that most of the people I would be selling strap-ons to would also be lesbians. And it was delightful to learn just how many straight couples use strap-ons for a whole variety of reasons. And also like the opportunities for solo play, that was never something that I had engaged in was solo play with a cock and like really trying to connect with my cock as a form of sexual expression. The process of learning from other people about how they use strap-ons was really fun and something that's still just brings an absolute smile to my face because people are creative and our sexuality is so interesting. And I feel like strap on play is one of those areas where that really shines through. So let's break down some of the basics of picking your equipment. Let's start with dildos. And then we'll talk harnesses. Now, of course, there are some dildos that you can play with a partner and penetrate without a harness, but for the most part, you're going to need a harness and you're going to need a dildo. The first rule of thumb that I like to share with people is that receiver should always pick size and giver picks the look of the dildo because you have to be able to connect with your cock. For me, I am very femme. I like having a glittery cock. I really enjoy there being some kind of performative, fun element to it. I don't need it to look realistic. And if a partner tells me that my cock has to look realistic, well, I'm just not going to be that excited about engaging in strap-on play with them, right? Now, for other folks, they really need to feel a... Connection, like having the biofeedback and the visual, is important for them to feel really hot with their cock. And for some people, that's having a realistic cock. Now, if you're someone who is a receiver who is upset by the look of a realistic cock, then that is definitely something that you and your partner are going to have to negotiate because it is important that the giver feel connected to their dildo. And for the receiver, it has to be the right size. It has to have the right feel. And one of the ways that you can pick size, because sometimes our eyes are bigger than our orifices, or in my case, the very first dildo I bought, I was so nervous about it and uh, about being penetrated with a dildo. And I got, we got a dildo that was just way too small. So some tips for that. Close your eyes, feel with your hands, what hasn't comfortably been inserted before. Is that two fingers? Is it three fingers? And measure your hand against the size of the dildos without looking at them. This can be a helpful way to gauge the girth that you need. And in terms of length, it does tend to be helpful to get something a little bit longer than what you you maybe think you're going to want to play with. One, because the harness eats up some of the length. Your bodies eat up some of the length in different positions as well. And you never have to have the full length of a dildo inserted. So Unless you're engaging in anal play, in which case sometimes shorter dildos can be really helpful uh, if someone particularly is like a newbie to anal penetration. But if you are interested in engaging in vaginal penetration, you know that some of the positions that you like to play in your bodies are not grinding up on each other. It's always better to get a longer dildo than a shorter dildo because It's not connected to the giver's body, so it can slip out more easily than, say, uh, you know, a penis does during penetration. The feel of a dildo is important, too. If you're someone who really likes hard penetration, you might want to get a dildo that is firmer, rather than something that really has some give to it. For the most part, I recommend that folks buy a dildo that is going to mold to their body's curves. So that is something like a a, a soft silicone exterior layer over the firm silicone core. Or something, if you know brands, for instance, like Tantus dildos are really stiff. Blush dildos have a little bit more of a bend to them. And this is really easy if you go into a shop to feel. Now, if you're shopping online, this can be a challenging purchase to make. I certainly recommend going in and trying to feel things in an actual store if possible. The tip around dildos that have a little bit more give too is that you tend to be able to take a little bit more girth, a little bit more length with something that is going to mold to your unique anatomy rather than something that is going to be really stiff inside the body. It just creates a really different feel. And again, it also depends on if you're interested in vaginal versus anal penetration. You know, if you know that you want really shallow G-spot or prostate stimulation, something that has some firmness to it can be great for that. Uh, something that is shaped with a bulbous head can also be really great for accessing those, the urethral sponge. So size, shape, feel, a lot of it really has to do with what you are interested in exploring with your partner and with the toy. When it comes to harnesses, there are a number of different styles and it's not that you can only choose now from, you know, one or two leather style harnesses. There are two strap harnesses thongs, underwear style. There are femme, lacy, high-waisted harnesses. It is fantastic. So fit and look are really important when it comes to your harness. Because dildos are not connected to the giver's body, having a really tight, snug fitting harness is incredibly important. Most harnesses are are adjustable or they are sized and you definitely want something that is not going to pull away from your body. So if you go into a shop where you have the opportunity to try something on, that's fantastic. Otherwise, you really do want to take your measurements before you're buying a harness that is not adjustable. Leather harnesses or vegan leather harnesses have the benefit of uh, O-rings or buckles to fit them to the body, and I'm talking you want to get those really tight. And a way you can try things on and kind of get the fit before play is to put your dildo into your harness and size it by... Trying to pull the dildo away and keep tightening it until you can't really pull the dildo away from your body too much. Now, with underwear style harnesses, most of them come in different sizes. Machine washable harnesses are fantastic, especially if you're going to be playing with multiple partners. They also just look really cute. You know, they've got kind of a jock strap style or Like I was saying, you know, you can get more femmy cuts of harnesses and underwear style harnesses are like wearing sneakers. You can wear them for a long time. They're really comfortable. They're non-chafing. You can wear them under clothes if you want to pack. Super sexy. But for some people that like classic leather look, just nothing is going to top it. So when you're looking at leather harnesses, you've got two strap versus thong styles. So two straps go around, they kind of frame the butt cheeks and they tend to have either a a D ring or something where you can tighten them and and they can give a nice lift. To the ass, which is a great benefit, also kind of like a jock jockstrap. Uh, two straps are really comfortable. They are not as secure, actually, as thong-style harnesses. So if you have found that you get kind of up and down or side-to-side side slippage, you might need to really tighten your harness. With a thong-style harness, You can tighten it more so than you can with a two strap because you can get it really tight in the butt cheeks and it holds the dildo very close to the body, which makes it easier to use and also gives you more control. But for some people, they just really don't connect with wearing a thong, or if you want to have access to the giver's bits during play then a thong style harness is not going to be great for you one other thing to think about when picking a harness is the o-ring some harnesses have a fixed o-ring that cannot be removed and if you are playing with slimmer dildos, the bummer about the fixed O-ring is that the dildo can kind of bounce around in there if the O-ring is too big. I always recommend if you especially if you're making an investment to get a really good harness with a interchangeable O-ring. Or a stretchy O-ring. There aren't many that come with that, but like the spare parts line, for instance, does have stretchy O-rings that can accommodate up to two inches of girth, but then they also stretch back down for the smaller dildos. An interchangeable O-ring, you would see snaps around it on say a leather harness where you can unsnap it, you can purchase a smaller O-ring or perhaps a bigger one, depending on what you're playing with. And making sure that you have an O-ring that really fits snugly around the base of the dildo is key because again, you don't want your cock bouncing around a whole lot. You want to have control. And this is why I really do recommend that people try on their harness, their dildo before they play, get really comfortable with it, walk around the house. I have a friend who puts her cock on every time she talks to her mechanic because it just makes her feel, you know, on an even playing field. (laughs) You can really get comfortable with your equipment. Because it is a process of learning how to control your cock and target your partner's pleasure zones and getting the right, you know, intensity, rhythm, speed, all of these things. And, you know, some of the logistics really do help in terms of getting the right gear. Longer dildos, less likely to pop out. Harnesses with adjustable O-rings or interchangeable O-rings that can be really tight are going to help so that your cock isn't bouncing around. Getting the right fit on your harness so that it's really snug up against the body and it's not slipping side to side. So if you are experiencing that, you might need to tighten the waist of your harness if it's slipping up to up and down, is when you really need to tighten the thong strap or the two straps that go around your thighs. The last thing I want to say about dildos and harnesses is that if you have to choose between making an investment in your dildo or your harness, you might want to go with an investment in your dildo first because you can always buy little boys tighty-whities that fit super snugly because they snugly snugly that is the right word it just sounds weird in this context you want them to fit very snug <laughs> the tighty-whities have the hole in them they can do a pretty decent job of Holding your dildo in—I mean, unless you're engaging in some very intense hard fucking—but um, a a dildo will last you a long time. So, getting a silicone dildo that is non-porous—it's not going to absorb any bacteria or um, germs that it comes into contact with. It's going to be a material that really lasts. It has a great feel. And density, because some of the cheaper materials can just degrade over time. They're not necessarily particularly body safe. So that's always where I say to spend your money first. Now let's talk, you know, positioning and the pleasure mechanics of strap on play. The wearer of the harness gets a lot of pleasure benefits from this sex act. If you position your harness so that the dildo is on your pubic mound, and this is true for all bodies, so some harnesses will allow you to tuck your penis actually um, underneath the dildo, and you can wear dildo kind of high on top of your pubic mound. Uh, For folks with vulvas, you can position the base of the dildo right over your clit. And what happens during penetration, if you have your harness really tight against the body is it's like you're receiving a very pleasurable massage. So playing around with where you position the dildo can make all the difference. Now, it is also good to note that there could be some bruising. Like if you're engaging in some really hard play with your dildo on, it is possible that the base is going to cause a lot of sustained pressure <laughs> in this area so just you know be aware that that can be a thing and that it, you know you're not broken it's fine you will recover <laughs> But if you are a giver who is looking for more stimulation, a few things to consider. A powerful vibrating cock ring on the base of your dildo can be great for giving you some indirect vibration to your bits. Uh, Some dildos have a kind of like a little pocket, a hole that a vibrator, a small little bullet vibrator can get inserted into. Those are great. Those sometimes you want to make sure it's in there really deep because if the metal vibrator's poking out, it can get kind of uncomfortable. Double dildos are also an option. A double dildo has an insertable side, like the Fun Factory double dildos are fantastic because it's actually really ergonomic and it it hits the G-spot it can be inserted anally as well for folks who are really into anal penetration. And uh, but the a double dildo is designed to be inserted into the wearer either vaginally or anally. And then some are designed so that you can actually hold them into your body. I tend to recommend having a harness around anyways, unless your PC muscles are really strong, because it just adds another layer of having to think about things if you're trying to hold your double dildo in. But the thing that's cool about double dildos is it does give biofeedback. So you've got that bulbous side inserted that with each thrust, you are receiving internal stimulation. So it has this great kind of biofeedback. And for folks who really want to connect with their dildo as perhaps part of their body, it does a really cool thing to the mind in terms of your receiving. And th- the same is true with a regular dildo where you're getting the feedback against your body, but getting it internally is kind of another level up of receiving that biofeedback stimulation of, you know, you're thrusting into your partner and receiving stimulation back. And this is a great way to jack off with dildos too. Get yourself, if you're someone who's like, I really want to connect with my cock and I don't have one, lubing up the side that you would penetrate the receiver with and you can jack off and get that biofeedback in your body and it it can be a fun exploration. Finding positions that are comfortable for you is also really important for, you know, first time strap on users. You might be using some muscle groups that don't get used a lot. There is core strength that is really needed with this kind of thrusting. Remember that dildos can accommodate any position, receiver on top doggy style, something like reverse cowgirl, where the receiver is sitting on you, but facing away. So you will find that you are probably going to be in whatever position you get into for some time. So make sure that everybody is comfortable and this is a workout just like any other where you are going to build up strength versatility skill over time one of my personal favorite things about strap on play as someone who really does enjoy penetrative sex is that it is a way to explore a range of sensations and dynamics. For folks who are interested in playing with power dynamics, anyone can put on a strap-on. And if you haven't had that experience before of having external genitals and being able to penetrate your partner with them, it can be Really delicious and fun. You can do things like explore oral sex and give your partner a blowjob or receive a blowjob for the first time. And you've got the visual elements, you have the sensory elements all combining together, pegging, where a partner wears a strap on and penetrates their partner anally, can be a very intimate and expansive way to connect. There are so many different things that you can explore with strap-on. So if you are someone who enjoys penetration, I highly encourage strap-on play. If you are someone who is curious or interested in what it would be like to have a cock, strap on play can be an excellent, delightful way to explore that. And there are just so many great sensations, like I said, for both partners. If you have any questions or would like more information on this topic or any topic that we have covered on the show, please feel free to reach out to me directly, Sarah with an H at sarahtomtom.com. You can find us over at the Intimacy Advisor blog intimacyadvisor.com. There are lots of great articles there, and you can also ask questions there. You can find all of your strap-on needs at loverslane.com. And while I have you, I hope that I can get you to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast it helps newbies to find us it gives me all the great feels uh, so if you have a minute make sure to make it over there and wherever you listen to your podcast and give us a review and thank you for tuning in happy pride happy strap-on adventures <laughs> until next time did you know that you can find all of your sensual and sexual product needs at Lovers Lane? Loverslane.com offers free shipping always on all purchases over $49. More romance, more intimacy, more of death. Lovers Lane.